As Jackson, Mississippi continues to face a clean water shortage, officials said the crisis is a result of years-long issues. The city's main water treatment facility was damaged after a high level of flooding due to heavy rainfall over the last week. The damaged facility resulted in a loss of water pressure in areas that receive water from the plant, including Jackson. The flood water also changed the overall composition of the water, making it difficult to treat and dangerous. The city's mayor said staffing shortages, system issues and equipment failures have all contributed to the water plant failure. I have said on multiple occasions that it's not a matter of if our system would fail, but a matter of when our system would fail. This is a set of accumulated problems based on deferred maintenance that has not taken place over decades. The mayor said it could cost billions of dollars to fix or replace the water plant and to solve the ongoing crisis. So what I want to begin with is a statement from the December 12th movement and then we'll hear from State Senator Cordell Clare. It's called Billions for Ukraine, we say billions for Jackson. In 2022, in the richest country the world has ever seen, Jackson, the capital of Mississippi, has no water for drinking, cooking, bathing, flushing a toilet, or fighting a fire. As of this moment, the situation is predicted to continue indefinitely. We are calling on President Joe Biden to expeditiously authorize billions of dollars in emergency funds to address both the current humanitarian crisis triggered by the climate crisis-induced flooding and the implementation of long-term actions, steps to correct decades-long operational neglect of Jackson's water system. The situation in Jackson is not new nor unexpected. As Jackson Mayor Antoine Lumumba said, quote, we've been crying out for more than two years saying that it's not a matter of if our water systems will fail, but a matter of when our systems will fail. Almost 17 years to the day of the Katrina man-made disaster, the citizens of predominantly black Jackson are facing the same problem which the citizens of then predominantly black New Orleans had. As Jelani Cobb noted in 2005, quote, Katrina can be viewed as, viewed as the first of a series of crises that seem to have become a referendum on black citizenship, unquote. Jackson is the latest crisis in that series, which now includes Flint, Michigan, Detroit, Michigan, and Newark, New Jersey. Clearly, the referendum has voted thumbs down on black citizenship. The citizens of Jackson are the victims of structural and environmental racism. And we are concerned that this latest disaster of capitalism not become a cover to force people out of Jackson as part of the ongoing ethnic cleansing of black people around the United States.
policies is that we must organize to take care of ourselves. We cannot depend upon anyone else to do it out of benevolence or simply because it is a humane thing to do. We'll join with other groups around the country to get aid to Jackson. But the investment needed to address the roots of the problem has to come from the federal government. We've got to bring that pressure to bear on Joe Biden. Two years ago, President-elect Biden said that black people made his election possible, that, he had, that we had his back and he'll have ours. Well, the time to have our backs is now. Send the aid to Jackson as quickly and extensively as you have been sending it to the Ukraine. That's our blood down there. No more Ukraine. Katrina's. So I stand here today with December 12 echoing those words. What happens to black people anywhere happens to black people everywhere. We have to stand together for the protection of our communities. Enough. Environmental racism is not new to us. We have suffered it across this country, right here in this very community. It is the housing that we've lived in, the housing we've lived in that was so deteriorated that we suffered under conditions that made us susceptible to lead poisoning, that made us susceptible to asthma and every other negative condition you can think of. It is because of who is affected that they do nothing. And right now, 17 years after Katrina, we knew the water was a problem. It doesn't take a scientist to understand that. But it's because who is affected that we stand by and we let it happen. And we use these tools to gentrify and get rid of black people in communities, just like this one, where we suffered benign neglect for decades and no one paid attention. We were here when nobody wanted to and now we can't even stay here. This is the plan for Jackson. But we're not going to let that happen. We are going to band together across this country and stand up for those who cannot stand up for themselves. We say send the money to Jackson now.
have to be concerned about each other globally. Even the instances and things that we see, the treatment that we get here in our own community, it's reflected. It's reflected nationally in other similar communities. So I stand with you today proudly, and whatever we need to do, I'm with you. Jamaica, Queens, 
predominantly black and immigrant. Uh, as a footnote, when Cuba uh, offered medical assistance to the people of uh, New Orleans back in 2005, since Cuba was in fact geographically closest uh, to New Orleans at the time, the U.S. government cynically refused the aid. Um, that is, they didn't do anything for black people in uh, New Orleans, and uh, they were going to be damned if they were going to let anybody else uh, uh, do anything for uh, blacks in uh, New Orleans. So as um, Cuba, we know, has a, a long history of solidarity with uh, uh, people fighting against hardship worldwide, including here in the United States. Um, on that note, as a representative of the Cuba Sea Coalition, uh, I demand that the U.S. government send immediate aid to the people of Jackson, Mississippi, and uh, that they not hinder any aid from any place, uh, even if, if it comes from uh, Cuba. Uh, uh, anybody or any entity that wants to give aid to the people of Jackson must be allowed to do so, but that aid first and foremost should come from the very government here, here in the United States. Billions for Jackson now. Thank you. That's our blood. That's our blood. At this point, I'm going to bring up the chairperson of the December 12th movement, Sister Viola Plummer.
That's our blood. That's our blood. So, if people listen very closely to what Viola said, if you have gotten a flyer that has our contact information on it, you can give your contact information to our folks because this has got to continue. This cannot be simply an event. We wanted to highlight what was happening. We wanted to point out what the nature of the contradiction is. And it's not simply a Jackson contradiction, it's a Harlem contradiction, it's a Bed-Stuy contradiction, it's a Newark contradiction. We're fighting genocide, we're fighting ethnic cleansing, we're fighting for reparations. It's our fight, we've got to take the lead on it. So, those of you who came out, you know, Viola says, we never thank people for, coming, for doing what they're supposed to do. You're supposed to be here. Take the word out, spread it, let people know what's happening. It's our blood. It's our blood. And it's our blood up here. Thank you.